crispy, creamed. Let's play ball. to leading off right here on Fantasy Pros. It is me, Joey P. Joe Pizapia. That, of course, is Dinger Dan Harris, and it's you. We got a big trade that went down yesterday, so that deadline is going to be hot, 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 hotter than Buster Poindexter in 1986. That's right. And if you don't understand what that is, go yes. Google it, baby. I got you, everybody. Also, I see people joining us for the first time still. It is July 23rd. People joining us in the Peanuts and the Cracker Jacks. Andres, welcome to the program for the first time live. And, uh, of course, you could join us all the time, Monday through Friday, live right here on Fantasy Pros MLB to catch leading off. And, uh, obviously, a wild game in Boston last night. Uh, some surprising pitching performances, Dan, from a DFS slate that scared the bejesus out of us. But, apparently, Blake Snell uh, can pitch on the road after all. Yeah, that was a little surprising. Uh, you know, I, I get that it was the Marlins, but he went six innings. That was a little surprising there. He had AKs. Oddly enough, he didn't have a ton of swinging strikes. So this is not a, a giant paradigm shift in the Blake Snell story or anything like that. I, I'm willing to kind of forget about this one a little bit. I think he should have a two-start week next week. I think it's at home. So I, I'd probably start him at that case, but if you can somehow quote unquote sell high on Blake Snell after the start, I would certainly do it. All right. Let's talk about the deal that everybody's talking about. And you know, I sat down last night, this is a true story to watch Lego masters with the kids on the DVR. Mm -hmm. We're big fans of the Lego masters here at the Pisa Pia household. And I, I sit down and I, I look at my phone and I see, Oh, Nelson Cruz traded. That's my home run call. And not, I don't know, 30 seconds, even later, I get a, a discord mentioned Joe Pizapia Cruz got traded. He's probably out of the lineup. Who are you going to have? And I'm like, thank you. I love you guys. You guys are the best. Yeah. Of course I picked somebody else before it didn't work, but still whatever. That's the kind of family. This is, this is a family. This is a community. I love the peanuts and the cracker jacks. I love this crew here. Uh, and yes, it's, it's a, it's a great group of people and that's just a, a great example, but yes, Nelson Cruz dealt to the Rays. I think the Rays need pitching. Maybe I'm crazy. Dan, I understand they absolutely need offense too. Hopefully they're not done. This is just a move, not the move. But mm -hmm. certainly when you look at this lineup right now, Nelson Cruz in the middle of it absolutely changes the dynamic. He's also a phenomenal clubhouse guy. Also brings a bit of experience too, which I think this team kind of needs a little bit. They could use a veteran leader. Last year, I think it showed a little bit when they got into the playoffs and World Series at certain times, although they played so well, they kind of were missing that guy. Nelson Cruz is that dude. Yeah, I like the trade, actually, from both sides. I agree with you, though. They they clearly need pitching. I'm sure they're not done. This is not going to be the only move. But Cruz is good for several reasons. Number one, he's a great clubhouse guy. As sort of you mentioned, the veteran leadership, he, he brings that for sure. There's been very little decline in his numbers, despite the advancing age. And the Rays, as you mentioned, they have a very solid offense. They're seventh in the league in run scored. So you're like, why are they adding a giant power hitter? Because it's the Rays, they're not that great against lefties, by the way, which Cruz crushes. My, I don't think it changes his value, by the way, Joe. I don't know about you. I don't really like. I'm not going to move him in my rankings. I think it's pretty much an even swap for him. My one worry is the Rays are going to ray, and like they could occasionally be like, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna put you in the lineup, you know, five days a week or something like that." I'm I'm hoping they just leave him in his DH spot. They've been playing Austin Meadows for the most part in their DH spot, so it's not as if they are trying to give an older player a rest or something. But yeah. It's a good deal for the Rays. It was a good deal for the Twins with the prospects they got back. 
And I, to me, I think his value stays pretty much the same. All right, let's get to the ups. Fernando Tatis Jr. becomes the fastest by number of games to reach 50 home runs and 50 stolen bases. Uh, do you want to know who the last National League shortstop to lead the NL in home runs in a season was? Any any guess on who that was, perhaps? Hmm? Anybody in the recesses of your mind? He is a Hall of Famer. He's an all-time great. Think uh, uh, Ernie Banks? That is correct. Yeah. Well done. Ooh. Look at you. Ooh. Look at you. Well done. Kim earns here. his fifth straight win for the Cards on his birthday, beat the Cubs. And uh, and Sean Manaya career-high 13 Ks. And yeah. I'll tell you what, that was a game yesterday we were both kind of oh, a little antsy about this game. Yeah. Seattle plays well. Manaya so far had been a little shaky around the break, but obviously dusted off right there. You know, the A's of that team, Dan, is just always going to hang around. I bet they're active, too. A lot of people thought Cruz was going to end up there. But I still think Javi Baez is their guy. They got to fix shortstop because Elvis Andrews did not get it done. That move was a disaster for them this year. I didn't hate that move when they made it, uh, but I am I somebody. I didn't either, but I can I, hate it now. <laughs> I'm somebody who basically will go to my, it'll be on my tombstone. will be like, here lies Dan Harris. He defended Elvis Andrus for his entire life. I don't know why. I think it's like one of the first years I played fantasy. It was like this guy, he had that one year where he totally broke yeah. out and hit for power, right? Uh, yeah, they need to do something. What I'm um, looking up the standings right now. No big deal. They are two and a half games behind the Astros. And that's mm. great because you feel like the Astros, you always feel like the Astros are kind of like taking it for granted that they're going to win that division. The A's are right there. Manaya has had a really remarkable season. And again, you don't expect these giant strikeout games from him, even against the Mariners necessarily. But he does have a 26.5% strikeout rate. That's way above his career mark. So yeah, this is kind of a breakout year. They will make some deals for sure. The trade deadline, Joe, we mentioned it before. You look at the NL West, right? All three of those teams are right there. The Dodgers are are dying. They need some infusion. This trade deadline is going to be awesome. I hope it's not all on July 31st. I hope next week you and I can like every day come in and be like, look at this. Yeah, Amazing. But it's going to be awesome. Right? If you love yeah. baseball, get ready. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a lot, especially because all these teams want to jettison payroll before the yep. CBA coming up. Also so true. that that's going to be the very true. And again, this is I, I'm sorry. I got to be the buzzkill business <laughs> and baseball guy on the show. But it's going to be fascinating to see which teams really do want to take on extra payroll, which don't. The guys, even if the guys are like a seven million dollar guy for two months is more appealing, possibly than the guy who, you know, has another year on their deal. So sure. just keep that in mind that money might not be the object right now. It might be years might be the more stumbling block problem for some of these deals to happen. All right, where there's ups, there's also downs. The Yankees bullpen, oh boy. Chad yeah. Green blows a save, and then uh, Krisky Cream uh, gets creamed there. Four wild pitches in the 10th, and I just want to say, at least one, the second one especially, if not two, really should have been handled by the catcher. Like, I get it, but, I mean, he literally drops down, the ball is right in front of him. He should be able to corral the ball. I get it. The guy was wild. One of them was absolutely, I mean, the one, the one that went like 20 feet in front of him. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, oh my gosh, what a horrible moment that is. But that Yankee bullpen, Dan, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want to put the fork in the Yankees just yet, but it feels like my fork is raised in the air. It's raised in the air. It's right about here. Perhaps it's like this and I'm holding it like this, like a super villain, but I'm just about ready to do it. I don't usually feel bad for the Yankees or their fans. Obviously, growing up as a Mets fan, watching oh, all my friends from Queens defect to the Yankees while I held firm in the 90s, I don't usually feel bad. That 
was really, really painful. And so this is how it works, just so you know, everybody. I stay up late, as you guys know. Um, I I put in the notes, a lot of notes, late in the in the night and stuff like that. And that one, it was going to extra innings. I was going to bed. And I was like, you know what? As I'm going to bed, I'm just, just going to have this game on right now. Let's see. I like Matt Barnes. Yeah. I, I don't remember. I texted Mayor and Tuma, and I was like, I don't remember seeing this before. I remember seeing four uh, wild pitches in an inning. I think that was probably the first time. If it makes you feel better, Joe, I think he probably had some wild pitches before when, when after Bogart scored or whatever that don't count as wild pitches because nobody was on base. So he probably would have had them anyway, even if the catcher had made uh, the correct uh, play there, but that was just nuts. Chapman unavailable, but I mean, green and that kid just, just horrible to watch. No, not, not good. Not good at all. Um, Like I said, the fork is hanging like the sword of Damocles. Uh, German Mercedes, uh, not to be confused oh, with yes. Damocles, who is also, I think, a double-A player for the uh, Chicago <laughs> White Sox. Uh, but Mercedes is back after stepping away and retiring for uh, a few hours. Um, you know, this was kind of like, I mean, I kind of saw this coming. I think we all kind of saw this coming. It was nice of LaRusso to be like, look, I'm going to call the guy. He's been very emotional about it. And this is hard as a career minor leaguer. You get a taste of the big leagues, and then all of a sudden you're not there anymore. And you know, 28 years old is is old when you've been playing baseball in the minor leagues for a decade. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's tough. So, I, it's a down and then up. It's a down only because I don't like the fact that he walked away. He should have just taken a deep breath and said, hey, you know, I was just there in April. I just need to reassert myself. If you're going to walk away, walk away. I don't like hedging back and forth. I don't care for it. <laughs> Kenley Jansen, four earned runs, gives up another game to the Giants. Yeah. Ooh, bullpens is bad right now. And Kenley Jansen's been, you know... For all the nonsense and, and and difficulty we give so many closers, Kenley Jansen over the last five years is about as good as it gets. You know, he's yeah. gotten almost all of the saves. And I mean, literally all of the saves Correct. for the Dodgers, right? So the Dodgers kind of can ill afford with the Betts injury, with the Bellinger injury to blow any leads with the Kershaw injury, all this stuff going on. So what are your thoughts here with Kenley Jansen and the Dodgers? I am nervous. Uh, I, I, I kind of defended him coming into the year because just for the exact reasons you said, for at least the last two years, maybe longer, it has always been, you know, he's going to lose his job. Kenley Jansen, he's on the verge. He's around the verge. And in the end of the year, not maybe not in the playoffs, but throughout the year, he gets every single save for a dominant team. It's a great position to be in. I get that he's older now. I get that the velocity is in there. But he was phenomenal, phenomenal this entire year. And since the All-Star break, obviously, it's been three games, but he's given up whatever it is, eight runs. Or this is bad. It's for- magnified because it's I the know. Giants. Because it's the and Giants, it's, you know it's worse. And this is a team right now, right? If you, you know, when you're the Dodgers and you're off the World Series and your future is incredibly bright, you can be patient. But this is a really, really tough time to just be like, I'm going to let this guy work it out, right? I'm going to let this guy work it out. When you've got somebody like Craig Kimbrell, who's been super dominant and just sitting there, that you can add and become your closer. So if I roster Kimbrell, there's not much you can do about it right now, but I, I really do feel like unless there's a miraculous turnaround, he this is finally going to be the year that it cracks, that he's not going to be the guy who holds down. I think they're going to make a trade, and I think he's on the verge of losing that job. Wow, that's a lot to take in. I need a good story. I need a feel-good story. So let's go to Grand Rapids, Michigan, because I saw this on my Facebook uh, news feed yesterday. 82 years young, Phil Clements still playing baseball, 82 years old, through a complete game against players half his age this guy's out there i saw him i saw the footage of it there's video of this from the local news 
He's 82 years old. He still plays in a men's hardball league at 82. He's still pitching. The guy looks great. Goes the distance, Dan. Goes the distance. Everybody, y'all should be ashamed in Major League Baseball. Phil Clements is 82 years old. He probably, when he when he puts his cleats on, he probably makes noise just to go, to put his cleats on, and he's going out there and throwing complete games. It's just That's a tough guy right there, so... Phil Clements, well done. Mentioned you on the show today. I love that. I want to be old and playing men's hardball leagues. I want to do that. I mean, I'm old now and I don't, but, right. you know, eventually when, you know, the kids are growing, I've got nothing else to do. I, I think that's what I should go do with my life. I mean, I, my kid was like, dad, I want to see how it is to hit like a real fastball, throw, throw it as hard as you can. And I don't have a real fastball, but I threw it as basically as hard as I can. And I couldn't move my arm for a week. So <laughs> this dude is like my hero at this point. But that's awesome. I don't. I, I want to know what the velocity read. Give me a radar gun on that 83-year-old and see how fast he can The best was his interview. They said, well, what's your approach? He's like, well, I'm going to try to throw it and hopefully somebody catches it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, tell him that the Dodgers, need a, the Dodgers need a new closer. You never know. Uh, the Yankees Get in there. use a bullpen help too. Yeah, there I mean, you, geez, you don't have to go nine. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, Mark says, by the way, does fantasy pros have a good retirement package? I don't know. I'm never retiring. So don't, yeah. don't worry about that. All right. Thursday standouts. We talked about the pitchers yesterday, Charlie Morton against the Phillies, eight K's, two runs. Yep. He was great. We talked about Kim with the seven K's against the Cubs. Dansby Swanson country club himself. Grand <laughs> slam yesterday. Talked about him on the show. I forget which peanut said it, but yeah. well done there. Andrew freaking Heaney and his five and a half ERA wow. gave up two runs yesterday Yesterday was the upside down. It was terrible. Uh, Kenta Maeda, six Ks against the Angels. The Franimal, three-run home run, his sixth home run in the month of July. Let me tell you, boys and girls, tonight there's so many good home run calls. If it's Altuve, if it's Franimal, whatever it is, it is just littered. I could not decide. It was so difficult. Yes. There's so many good options out there tonight because of the matchups that are on the hill. Jordan Montgomery, six Ks, five and two-thirds shutout innings, but it didn't matter uh, for the Yankees, Tanner Houck, four and two thirds, almost got to that fifth, but he did have eight Ks. Chris Meany actually and I were talking about Tanner Houck uh, earlier yeah. in the week, and yep. uh, nice uh, opportunity there for him. Big start there. Walker Bueller, nine Ks, one earned run. He was brilliant. He deserved better, but then again, what does deserve mean after all? Two, three, one ERA on the season, but no decision for him. Sean Manaya's huge performance. Blake Snell. This is really big here for the Padres. I know it's only the Marlins, but if Blake Snell can get right, that's very important. And Mark Melanson shuts things down with his 29th save. League leading, baby. Old yeah. Man River getting it done. The Duds, Cody Ballinger, another 0 for 4. Jared Kelnick, another 0 for 3. He's 3 for 23 now. Uh, your thoughts on Jared Kelnick? I just, like, everybody just leave him alone. He'll be fine, I think. I think, he, I think he's his own worst enemy, to be honest. I, I think what they should do is leave him up. Uh, it's hard because they're not really like out of it. They're sort of on the uh, on the edge of competing. But I'm looking up again and I will say to say, you know, Mayor and Tuma always finding somebody. He's basically since he's come up, he's basically faced almost all lefties going into last night. He had 20 at bats. 13 of them came against lefties and he faced Sean Mania yesterday. So you want to give him a little bit of a pass for this at the same time. It's really bad. It is really bad now where you're like, you go to AAA and you absolutely rake and you come up to the majors and you absolutely can't hit. It's just got to do a number on his confidence, regardless of if it's coming up against lefties or not. So, look, I I, I want to be optimistic. robbed yesterday, if memory serves. Yeah, no, but that's this like, is what As happened. long as you're hitting the ball solid, who cares? Like, this is, this is when – this is when you need it. This is – you know what, Dan? When managers in baseball become these button pushers – 
and you don't have the guy, like the old Black Jack McKeon type dudes who put their arm around a guy and go, hey, kid, don't worry about it. Come on, we're yeah. going to go out and have a couple beers tonight. It'll be fine. You're hitting the ball in the nose. It'll all be fine. Like, you need that kind of manager still. You need the people person. Like, you can't just push buttons in baseball. It doesn't work. Ask Kevin Cash. Okay? No. <laughs> well, no <laughs> I'm just saying, but you know? I, I, I'm not, I mean, we don't know, though, what their, exactly what their plan is with Kellen. Like, there is a psychological component to the entire thing yeah. where you're a kid. He's come up twice now. And he's been terrible both times. You just look, if I'm if I'm the GM, you're out there, you're out there every unless you ask out of the lineup, you're in that lineup every single 100%. day. Figure it out. So hopefully that's out. what they'll do. They're five games over five hundred, miraculously. So they're still on the periphery. So to the extent they want to be like, we need our best lineup and Kelnick's not it, fine, be dumb. I would just leave him out there, let him figure it out as long as he wants to be out there. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, all right, here's a question again. We're going to answer the question. Yeah. This is an important Go question ahead. here. Stephen James wants to know, do I drop Trevor Bauer? I say this depends. If you're in a 10 team league and there's a lot of replacement value and, and you are just desperate for pitching right now. Okay. Like fine. I get it. Um, the problem is I don't know where that pitcher is coming from. I say probably not. I say you just have to kind of bite the bullet, hold and wait and see what happens there. And I think you'll have an answer for that in the next couple of days. When I had Craig Mish on the BP show, I asked him kind of a similar mm-hmm. question. I was like, look, I know I'm not putting you on the spot, but I'm putting you on this spot. You know, in your estimation, you're a baseball insider guy. This is what you do for a living. I know you probably don't have information on this, but what do you think about it? And he said something very astute, which is watch what the Dodgers do at the deadline. If they acquire another starting pitcher, that tells you probably the future of Trevor Bauer this season. If they don't, that tells you there's a good chance they think they're going to have him back at some point in August or September. And I thought that was a very good way to put it. And I figured I would bring that over here just in case people didn't listen to that show. Dan, what are your thoughts on that? Everyone should listen to that show. Always. You know that. But um, yeah, I think I'm kind of with you. I, I think if someone dropped him, I don't I don't know that I'd rush out there to pick him up because I, I think realistically, I'm not expecting him to start for the rest of the year. I, I That's mm-hmm. just where I'm coming from based on on what I've seen. But if you know, if he if you have to make a move and you have to fill a lot of people are struggling to fill out a lineup right now. So if you have to do that and you drop them, I think it's okay to do that. I think the Dodgers are probably going to add pitching regardless because they have Kershaw. Julio Arias is on on pace for like 700 innings at some point. They need an extra arm regardless. But if you have to do it, fine. But I agree with you, Joe, that all things being equal, I'd probably just hold until I get some resolution of this of this situation. Do you think Max Scherzer is going to go? It's a great question. Um, maybe, I mean, Joe, if you're a team that's has a legitimate chance right now, you've got to be willing to basically say, I know it's one year. Maybe I can re-sign him. I know it's just the rest of this year, but you've got to be willing to give up major. That's a complete difference maker. You've got to be willing to give up major, yeah. major prospects for him, right? Like, he hasn't pitched have... well in the last couple outings either. He's so fine. I don't know if that's mentally Quiet. Why? I mean, that's true. He is. He, he is that. So like, well, lost to I, I, but his not that well is like a normal. I know, big, I know. Right? But still, and just I was looking at the stats yesterday because we were looking at waiver wire. We had to do our little waiver wire thingy. At yeah, Pros and, of course. You know, I, I was just sorting through the stats of the last, you know, two weeks. And I was like, Ugh, why is Max yeah. Scherzer at the top of earned run average? You know, in so that what, class? what what's, what's going to be interesting, though, Joe, is like we sort of said is how many teams are in it? And the right now, I feel like it's a seller's market, right? Because all three teams in the West are go, in, the, in the NL West are going for it. Okay, they're all looking to buy. Okay, the Mets clearly looking to buy. I don't know if anybody in the NL East is going to look to buy with the this. Phillies Maybe the Phillies. Buy. 
probably the Phillies. Uh, the Braves are only four games back, but you assume without Acuna, they're just going to, re- you know, take a step back and everything like that. The Brewers are probably on the verge of running away with this, given the fact that Castellanos is going to be out for at least a few weeks. But you've got both the Astros and the Athletics. Uh, the Rays, as we mentioned, I'm sure the Red Sox are going to try to do something. Yeah, a lot of people buying. So, yeah, I did use my dad voice, Mark. Thank you for pointing that out. That dad <laughs> voice comes out all day long when I'm oh, home. When did you do it? I don't even notice. As one just, dad to another, I didn't even... Well, you're right. You're immune. You're immune to the dad voice. You're immune to the dad voice, but everybody else got it. Yeah. So again, this is going to be a fascinating trade deadline, as I mentioned, but I kind of do think Scherzer is going to get moved. Although look, we've seen the nationals, right? The nationals have done the thing where they've gone on this crazy run in the second half. They're only six games. Out. I don't know. I don't a lot know. might depend the on the next I think week. You got to get realistic and be like, look, you know, mm-hmm. and they just won a title a couple years ago. All right, uh, let's go to the rest of the things here. Nick Cassiano yep. should be sidelined for a couple weeks. Told you, told you so yesterday. I was just trying to make, get get everybody aware. If there was another yep. day we could have picked up somebody useful, you know, in those daily trans leagues. Mookie Betts probably like an IL stint. Looking Gary Sanchez misses <sighs> yesterday's game with general soreness. Uh, Frenchie Cordero, uh, Danny Santana with the groin in the IL, Max Muncie yep. and Mitch Garver uh also also both go to the paternity list not together that's not the same baby i just want to point that out for everybody just because i could understand how people might take that the wrong way different babies different mamas (laughs) i I assume i assume uh justin upton off the il and taylor ward was optioned uh down to triple a uh yesterday the home run calls only four home run calls last night it was a short uh but randy is on fire he called a home run in three straight days look at that uh, he's now tied with Wonky Penguin and Joey P at second place for 17. Luke Pancakes, uh, <laughs> his brother, <laughs> his brother Kevin French Toast, uh, also <laughs> in the uh, Mike McKinley. See, I can make dad jokes like you and your That's a good one, Alan. actually. Yeah, I'll uh, take and Owl Righty have all cold holder runs on back to back days now as well. So D Gordon Liddy's still at 18, number two go. spot, getting crowded. Randy, Wonky, and me at 17. Brick JB By the way, did at you 14. Notice? Did What's you that? notice the uh, the dinger bot? I mean, it didn't have a ton of room to work on. I was gonna say it didn't but, really do much, but yes, but it did. It worked. Again. It's great. Fantastic. Way to go, a, Riley. It's amazing, uh, honestly. And that's a kind of technology that they could use more of at Manscaped too, because uh, they're doing some really good things at Manscaped. But maybe you need like a bot that tells you you are too hairy, and it needs you to to go ahead and take care of your business. And when that bot does, you know, wake you up in the morning with that alert on your phone. Make sure that you get to manscaped.com. Go get that lawnmower 4.0. It is probably the next rise of the machines anyway, so you might as well have one in your house just to protect you from the other machines that might come. But look, the lawnmower 4.0, clearly the advanced skin safe technology, the new guard lengths one through four, so you can, you know, if you're going out with the friends to the game and you're going to be shirtless and you're going to be one of the letters where you all take your shirt off, you can do that. You can do the different fades, all the different things, whatever kind of artwork you want to do the lawnmower 4.0 is there for you and don't forget about the longest battery life in the history of battery lives for trimmers as well but you need to use that code leading out off our code leading off 20 percent off free shipping can be yours at manscaped.com your balls will thank you and also don't forget go to fancypros.com slash mlb contest thanks to our friends at pristine auction we're giving away that shane bieber jersey only a few days left of that so get in while the getting's good let's get over to our DFS slate, uh, a weird one today. Lots of yeah. head-to-head matchups. Uh, Garrett Cole's at the top as the cash game arm. He's been very good lately. 10.5 over on FanDuel, 10 on DK. Let's start there. He's going against Eduardo Rodriguez in Boston. 
My concern is the bullpen costing him the win and that costing me a pay line. Your thoughts, Dan Harris? I'm going to trust him. Um, and the reason is I, after a loss like that, Garrett Cole. You need Garrett Cole to be Garrett you Cole. You need right? Garrett Cole. And he knows it. And he's mm-hmm. the type of guy who I'm like, when you need Garrett, it's like Scherzer a little bit in this. Right. Like they're maniacs. That's what I think the greats do. That's what the, that's greats, what the do. greats do. And Garrett Cole is great. And I think that he is going to step up here. And I think that he's going to be a guy who's going to be like, you need 130 pitches today. I gotcha. And I, so I, I agree. Chapman though, as, as, as rough as Chapman has been, he's certainly a step up from what we saw yesterday. He's been a little better, I guess, lately. So, I'm going to go with him. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, by the way, has not been bad of late. No, and he the hasn't. Yankees, he hasn't. So that's a little worrisome. But still, I just, this strikes me, everything about this strikes me is Garrett Cole's going to go out there and just shove. And so I, I'm willing to roll with him in this one. All right. Uh, Joe Musgrove is pretty cheap on FanDuel, 7.9K. We we saw what happened yesterday. <laughs> so it's a matter yes. of do you want to keep rolling along? I think the answer might be yes. He's 8.4 on DK. I think Musgrove's got to be in play as a secondary arm or or GPP arm tonight on FanDuel. Zach Plesak on the mound, 7.473, also very cheap. Uh, Franimal, look, he's got the lefty tonight. Franimal, you know, just consider the Franimal. That's, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Consider the Franimal. The guy's just, you know, he's a beast. Uh, Washington versus Baltimore is a place I think you want to look for runs uh, today. <laughs> With, you got Patrick Corbin and Lopez on the mound, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. That's going to be one where it's going to be some runs. It's a nice total there already. I don't think that's going to disappoint. Uh, now you got a bunch of the four outcome games. You got Max Freed against Zach Wheeler. Uh, Wheeler being more expensive, obviously, than Freed. Yep. But Wheeler has not pitched great in the last few outings either. I think there's some money to be made in tournaments tonight with Freed. Freed, who is just 8.1 on both sides. Freed and Musgrove, very cheap, which allows you to get the hitting. There's going to be a high totals tonight. I'm telling you right now, just across the board, a lot of high totals. I would seriously consider going cheaper on pitcher tonight if you can make it work. Lucas Giolito's at 9.8 and 9.6 against Freddy Peralta at 9.3 and 9.9. I just, I just hate the Brewers lineup. I just don't think they can match up against Giolito. I would lean the Giolito side of this one. And then you have Montas 8.6, 8.7 against Kikuchi 8.978. What are your thoughts on the Freed Wheeler, Giolito, Peralta, and Kikuchi Montas matchups tonight? Because that's pretty much you got to make a choice somewhere. Yeah, I kind of like Wheeler because I think that with his price and given how he's pitched lately, and given the fact that I, I think the Braves, like their lineup still has this aura of invincibility because I don't think the casual DFS player processes how much the loss of Ronald Acuna really means. You just think, oh yeah, the Braves, not a, not a team I usually target. I think this could be, it's a big game for the Phillies at both these teams, but I think Wheeler's going to step up here. And I don't think he's going to be that owned because his price is pretty high and he's been a little weak lately. So I'm kind of trusting him for the Brewers and the White Sox. I completely agree with you. I will go with Giolito there. Again, we talked about Peralta now has been off for what, nine days? You know, this is a yeah, long layoff here, can. right? This is what we talked you've about. Been, you, you've been on that. Dude I so fade that all day <laughs> every long, time. every time in real, in, in regular season long fantasy baseball. I mean, if, if you roster Peralta, you're starting him. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him a little off right now. I will absolutely go with Giolito against uh, that lineup. And I don't mind trusting Montas. Kikuchi's been a little uh, hit or miss, you know, lately. Montas he had a really has, good run there, and now he's he been did. a little bit human. Lately. And it was basically right after I was like, you know who I, I uh, haven't yeah. given enough credit to? You say <laughs> Kikuchi. That's yeah, like, all right, that, right? That's yeah, how it works. Completely. Completely. But I, I've been I've been a, a Montas fan for but coming into the year. I've kind of stuck with him, despite the fact that he's had a lot of ups and downs. 
he's looked good lately. I've liked what I've seen from yeah. him. So against the Mariners, again, I think this could be a, a solid start. But again, all, uh, my favorites out of all those, given when you consider the price, is Giolito. Because I do think that there's going to be, you know, I think Peralta may struggle a little bit here. And I, you know, against that lineup, I, I will basically take most pitchers. They're just gross. There's actually a trap on the slate, too. And Jay Full actually bring this up. He's like, I like Molly tonight against the St. Louis lineup. Molly has not been good, and he's also yeah. a five-inning pitcher at yep. best. So you have to understand the win equity in DFS. I would not advise against. It's one thing when Tyler Molly is on a short slate, and you know, you know, like earlier in the year, he was dropping like ten Ks in five innings, and he just take the Ks and run <laughs> at like an eight K salary, right? I mean, it's true. Don't die over Tyler Molly, please. Don't die. Dan Harris is dying. Uh, but at any rate, that's a trap tonight. He hasn't pitched well. The win equity isn't there, so I would avoid him tonight. I think that's lighting money on fire, and I don't like to light anybody's money on hmm. fire except Dan. Well, don't Harris's. forget, by the way, without without Castellanos as well, like that lineup just is not right. Every in that's the win equity good of it. Point too. So I agree. All right. Speaking of the lineups, let's get to some of the lineup builders here on FanDuel. Paven Smith two six in that Reds lineup uh, against the lefty Aristides Aquino uh, at two point two. He's home run or nothing, so why not at two point two use him? Uh, Brendan Rogers also at the top of that Rockies lineup two point three. Uh, Trevor Larnick two point one. He's going to be the cleanup hitter now going forward. You know, no Nelson Cruz. He's going to be the dude. Uh, he's only two point one by the way on FanDuel. Miles Straw two point two. Over on DK. Aristides Aquino, also cheap there, 2.7. Santander, 2.2. Straw, 2.1. Larnick, 3K. And Hunter Dozier, who's had a very quietly good second half, is at 3.1. It's weekend dinger time, and I told you, there's so many. Oh, my goodness. Jose Altuve is actually like 7K on FanDuel today. He's so expensive because it's a matchup against a lefty, and he's just crushing lefties, and he's hitting out of his mind right now. You could go there. You can go Franimal. But it's the weekend, and... I, you know, when I see those matchups in Camden Yards and I look yeah. at what's ahead for the Nationals, it's going to be a one weekend again. It's it's going to be a, a weekend with a J <laughs> for me, starring Juan Soto for tonight, for tomorrow, and for Saturday. And, and I just don't care. You know, I, I so many other ways you could go. They really are. But I'm just going to go that route. So, Dan, where are you going? That's the correct pick. I, I mean, when I when I looked at this, I was like, I I, I was coming this weekend too. You like, oh. I glossed over Soto because I was like, I know Joe is going to take Soto, which you should. Again, we have to make the calls because we give uh the you know our the peanuts and the cracker jacks the ability to pick a new person every single day. Joe and I don't do that. We make our weekend calls. So for the full weekend, you kind of got to go chalk. And I missed it last week. I was thinking of Laddie, but I do not want to have him rooting for home runs against the Mets. I just decided not to. So I'll go with another say, That should be a lock. Right. But it should be. But I don't want to be rooting for it. Because, by the way, P.S., when I do make a call against the Mets, I find myself rooting for the home runs. I think it was Votto against the Mets that time. And I was like, come on. Meanwhile, it would lose them the game. And that's horrible with that overtakes. Anyway, I'm going with Tatis again, who I went with uh, yesterday for the weekend. Against the Marlins, just give me Fernando Tatis. Give me a couple. Let me get back in the game here. Pickles, give me a break. Tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Okay? If I said Saturday, give me a break. It's Friday. You know how many podcasts I do in a week? Pickles, Pickles is like one of these, one of the guys. Who's like, I can order there. the show without you. I can and just get mustard. Your I can grammar. get ketchup. I can Come get on, lettuce. Pickles. I don't need pickles. Pickles can be removed from the burger at any given time. But... Yeah. We're not going to remove you, Pickles, because you're fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other uh, final thoughts here, Dan, as we close out the weekend? Waiver wire thoughts. I've been telling people to pick up Dalton Varsho. Uh, kids yes. are eligible. He's been hitting really well. 
I think that's a guy to pick up this weekend. And God knows he's going to have at-bats in Arizona probably going forward. Yes. Uh, Keller's a good pickup, too. Those are the two guys I wrote about. How about you? That's a great call, by the way, with Varsho, because I don't think we've mentioned him at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's definitely a guy who I think fantasy managers should be looking at. Uh, I, You know, we didn't talk about him, but Adbert Alzali had a, a really solid start against the Cardinals. Nothing crazy or anything like that. But he should be a two-star pitcher next week. I like generally what I've seen from him. Jordan Montgomery, by the way, well, we also didn't mention, he has zero runs of support. I think Mayer can check me on that. But zero runs of support in his last five starts. That's not a joke. Zero runs of support. Gross. But he's been he's been very, very solid overall. And the other guy who I didn't mention yet, we mentioned him yesterday, another huge hit yesterday, Kike Hernandez leading oh, off for so the Red good. Sox. I mean, it's not just against lefties anymore. That's the thing. He He's hitting everybody. So... He's eligible at second, eligible in the outfield. He's still available in a lot of leagues. I would look to pick him up because I think that he's going to provide value rest of the season. Yeah, the Red Sox right now are looking like a good team. I mean, I know they're getting games handed to them, but that's that's also part of it. Like, good teams have things go their and, way. And sale. And sale, as and we talk about. That's the Come addition. Back. That's the one thing that they can add that nobody else can. And we don't talk about him. I talk about him with Mayor and Tuma all the time is Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes right now, and I was wondering whether or not, because he looked a little iffy after the sticky stuff, you know, crack the crackdown on the sticky stuff, because suddenly a guy who struggles with his control has great control all year. He looked a little iffy, but he's gotten it together. It's a dominant closer, and Adovino's been good. They're really scary. If Sale, if Sale does come back and is healthy, that, I mean, them and the Astros, let's see what happens. All right, don't forget to join us in Discord. Again, at fantasypros.com slash chat to make your home run calls and follow us. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Fantasy Pros MLB. Click that notifications button. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Dan Harris, I'm Joey P. Have a great weekend, everybody. Woo!